There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talkers, we made it to Thursday. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. Tonight is Cat Video Festival. Meow. You guys excited? Oh, yeah. Swampy night. No one's going to get chilly. It's very swampy. Yeah. I know Casey's like, I go, what time did you get up this morning? I got up at four. There's a lot that needs to be done before eight. (laughs) Before the heat, before the hot. With Brittany, uh, at, what was that? Uh, your phone, your microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I played tennis with Brittany this morning okay. from like 10:45 to oh, that's 11. Way too hot. 11:40. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, we're done. Yeah. I can't even see. Yeah. I was outside at like 7:38 this morning, meeting with someone that's doing some of my concrete stuff that we yeah. talked about, and I was just standing outside, being like, oh, and well, it was at 8:30 in the morning. Uh huh. It's a sticky one. Positively Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> But That's, it's going to be fun tonight. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. We're looking forward. Don't forget, 12 and under, get in free. There are tickets. You can buy them at the gate. You can. And It's just a fun, it's a fun night, Laura. It's for the cats. Oh, Julia. <laughs> uh, why do I barely believe you? Why do I because actually it always, it always is a, a beautiful night, sometimes it's, steamy. It the, the, the way everyone dresses up is what makes it fun. It's so the fun. excitement, yeah. The excitement of it all. And I'm not going to be able to be the cat Pied Piper tonight because we're in in a different order of lineup. And I'm not going to be able to have my opportunity to accidentally be the cat Pied Piper of Hamlin of uh, CHS Field. So maybe someone else will, you know... Take it up. Yeah, yeah, you know, just uh, pay baton. homage to our <laughs> accidental kid call. Kid call, and <laughs> have all the call of the wild and all the children. Remember, when you're on stage and you look at one person and you motion to them, you're motioning to everybody. This is true. Yes. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, also, we're going to be giving away another pair of Jonas Brother tickets for yep. their five albums one night tour that is coming to the Excel. On November 19th. Nice. The Excel is having a very busy oh my November. Gosh. They got Aerosmith. They got the Eagles. They've got uh, the Jonas Brothers. Got a busy, packed fall schedule. Schedule. And a week from today, Pink. Oh. Pat Benatar. Target Field. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Oh. I know. I know. I think it'll be exciting. And, you know, you haven't heard that much about Pink's tour. stadium tour, but she's only doing, like, Maybe 18 dates. Oh, really? It's just a summer tour, and yeah. it's just like probably going to the top 18 markets or whatever. So that's why it's not it's not this like world, like what Beyonce yeah. and Taylor Swift are doing. She's just doing stadiums and 
last we heard from her a week ago or so in Cincinnati. They did the tribute, right? To Sinead O'Connor, and she and Brandy sang Nothing Compares to You. So, so yeah, they're, uh, you know, she's got her kids traveling with her, but I'm, I'm, I'm already like plotting what will be the transportation idea for next Thursday night because it's like, you know, 35,000 people. Right. So, I think it involves Casey giving me a ride. And In both directions? No, just one direction, and then we'll make our way home. Yeah. We'll walk over to the Four Seasons, see if we can run into anybody, anything, to catch a car from there. Absolutely. Good spot. And it's not far from the field either. So yeah, it's right. Spot. It's right up there. Yeah, it's not far at all. So, so. it'll be really popping downtown next Thursday. Thursday. Night. Hopefully we have this kind of weather. Well, actually, they're calling for nice 80 degrees for the high. Yeah. So that's perfect. That's it. That, oh. That's going to be. See, now, Julie see, and I say that gets warmer. cold. <laughs> that, then it's getting cold at night, you know. Well, right, such... They're calling for 57 for the low at night there. So. <sighs> But that's a week away. A lot yeah, can change. A lot, can, lot change. can change. We can have some humidity roll in. Absolutely. Yeah. We like it. We yeah. like it. Anywho. Yeah, so Casey is just like, he is just not his best self in this weather. I've never seen anyone more heat sensitive than that man. <laughs> oh, know? I know someone. Do you know someone mm-hmm. who's heat sensitive? I mean, I'm just like, mm-hmm. you are a heat baby. Well, I have things to do. I had to get up at four, get it that's all done so by funny. eight a.m. That is so funny. <laughs> no, that's that's early. That's and I'm 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 trying to figure out his latest art project. He's he's become a mosaic man, and he makes he's, he's a mosaic man. Yeah, he's a mosaic world. tile man, and mm-hmm. he's made frames, and he's made original art, and he's made coffee tables and end tables. He sold it, he's given away, and then he's made a table. He rescued a table from a street corner the other day. Love this. Let's hear it. Okay. Oh, no. And, he do, he, yeah. He's, he's a table rescuer. He's a table rescuer. Because <laughs> he doesn't like pads, so this is a perfect... He's actually perfect. rescued two tables. One, I had to help him haul in. I'm like, what's going to happen to the other table you rescued? Well, I've got an idea for that, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Does he just drive by corners that say, take for free? Basically, I, is no, that how she, he finds them. People put out stuff all the time. No, I know that, but it doesn't. No, it, he just, if he drives by, he circles around, he gets an idea, and then he'll either. Okay, because it's not going to secondhand stores or anything. It's literally. It's stuff people have put outside. So <laughs> okay. he's, a, he, curb, was he's a curb rescuer. Or, huh? Does he sand it all down and refurnish it? And uh, You know, I don't get involved in I have a table for him to rescue, Lori. Yeah, but the table that he's made, uh-huh. he. I said, why, why have you taken my pink wig styrofoam head, which you gave me two styrofoam heads, mm-hmm. why have you chopped off the top half of the head? And it looks like a lobotomized, he goes, oh, I, that's going to be part of the table. I'm like, oh, okay. is it now? <laughs> a quarter of the table is going to be a chopped off head. I'm Nose like, down. I'm like, oh, please. I said, really? dude." Are, can you, are you going to tile it? Is it? Are you painting it? We're going to oh, just have a skull in the middle of he, our he's table. He's going to take out the middle and make it into a plant holder. Uh, <laughs> I. He just gave me the death stare. Do not interrupt an artist as he's making <laughs> art. Because one time he he found a magazine with old Marilyn Monroe photos, and he made a piece of art with Marilyn and three different things. And I thought it was about. 
going to be the ugliest thing. And then it turned out to be kind of a cool thing. And then he did something cool that I thought was going to be the ugliest thing ever with the James Dean poster. Yes. Wow. So he does, you know. He's got that re- the restoration touch a little bit. A little well, bit. A little bit. Cool. But we'll see. We'll see. I like so, what's going uh-huh. on with the table, but I don't like the, the locked off. The scares me. <laughs> so I'm saying, thing. But it could be conversation piece. Maybe it's Easy. where you, you, you know, he's going to shellac it. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be hard, so it'll be sturdy, and you can just lean against it. I don't know. It's I don't even know. Table. I don't even know where it's going. I mean, I'm afraid to ask if it's for our house. Well, where else? Who would take? Well, a I table sometimes with a head? he makes things Does he for sell people. It? No, he he did do that, and then he didn't like the business end of what, that. What's wrong? <laughs> Why aren't you buying this? <laughs> no, he he brought it to a place that you know we're consignment. You, consignment, yes. you know, had a corner, and I believe he just ended up selling like four things, and then. People wanted him to make specific things, and that's where he doesn't, he didn't like doing that. Mm-hmm. And I said, just make the damn frames, you know, just so yeah, much. Yeah, he makes these really good um, ceramic tile frames. Very With heavy. mirrors and oh. very heavy. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of cool. But they're beautiful. Yeah. Nice. But he, he didn't like that. He didn't want to be an artist on commission. He just wanted <laughs> to create when he created. and Let the juices flow. I guess, I guess, yeah. Do you feel like you could ever do that with, like, pottery or Julia, anything like I don't want to make a damn thing except really for maybe don't. food. <laughs> Baking, really I, I, when the jewelry thing, oh, come over and we're going to make our own jewelry. I'm like, hell no. I mean, I did that, like, in sixth and seventh grade with crafty and making the belts. You just don't have that in you at all. Like, I don't. No? Okay. It bores me. <laughs> it bores me. You know I'd rather like. do something else. I'm like, oh, geez. I mean, but the, it, I get the doing something repetitive, mindless, you know. Keeping from, your hands, idle hands, the devil's playground. You know, keep yourself busy. Yeah, but it just, Crash yeah, I, I just have never really, I think Girl Scouts burned me out, quite frankly, oh. having to do all those things. Oh, <laughs> my God. No, you're so funny. (laughs) My mom is taking up ceramics. She's quite good. She's got an eye. She's got an eye. And not that Casey doesn't. I've seen no more of my mom's stuff because I. Well, she's doing smaller things too that are really quite. She loves it. I wish Casey would do. He does such big things. He takes on big Big things. things. Yes. Yeah. I could never have a. None of it would fit in my house. It's so little. My place is so little. Yeah, right. And like Jeff will come home with two of something because it was a two for one sale yeah, or something. You're like, and you're like, like, like Montreal steak grilling steak thing, but he buys a jumbo and he gets two. And I'm like, what? Where's that going? Right. <laughs> what cupboard? Put it in the back of your truck. And don't we have space in the cupboards? Oh, good. Oh. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction, your hometown experts when it comes to siding, windows, doors, gutters, solar, and the big one, roofing. Especially since we've had some severe weather come through the metro area here the last couple weeks. You want to you want to talk to the guys over at Hoffman Weber. They're going to really take care of you from start to finish. I can attest to that because I've spoken with Jason. He's on the sales team over there, and I had him come out and check out my roof. It was a very easy process. He went up there, took care of all the pictures, basically said, hey, I've had, all i got to do is call up my insurance company to make this claim, and then they're handling it from that point forward. So right now we're in the dog days of summer. School's coming up. It's time for that last summer vacation, the state fair. You're busy, right? Well, you've got these home exterior facelifts that you want to complete. Hoppin' Weber Construction can do that for you and take all the problems out of your hands and handle it for you from start to finish, like I said. And they're not going to hassle you with the one-stop 
high pressure sale. They're going to take care of you and make sure it fits what you need. So if you want to reach out to the team at Hoffman Weber Construction for your free in-home consultation, do so at hwconstruction.com. us on this hot and steamy uh, Thursday. So Lizzo has spoken two days after a bombshell lawsuit was filed in an L.A. County court against Lizzo by three of her former backup dancers. She has finally responded. She posted uh, a statement on all of her social media accounts, basically, you know, like a notes app type of thing. And, um, I had, to, I had to I had to read the damn thing. I was I several was dis- times. I I, I was, was disappointed. I'm like paging Olivia Pope. Who helped her with this? Olivia Pope is <laughs> of course scandal. from PR. Scandal and a crisis PR crisis person. That we were, you know, we knew she had to get she had to get some PR stuff done because there's no way she was legal because it's right, a legal. She's thing. being sued. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has it. Well, just read even the first, you know. Okay, these last last few few days days have been gut-wrenchingly, gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My Uh, character questioned. Yeah. And she said, these sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who've already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on a tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I've always been passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable. It just, and then it goes into blah, blah, and then it says, I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. No one helped her with this statement, okay? (laughs) The only, because she doesn't deny anything, and I get it, that could also be, but the only thing she specifically addressed is um, uh, the body shaming. But she also says, I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I'm not. Well, Openness about sexuality when you're the boss in the workplace is harassment because she does not deny the banana story, the banana bar story. Which is more outrageous than you even think. Yes. It's more, we really haven't gone in detail, but it's so outrageous because. Well, there's a, 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 there's a, a, there's a radio interview of her in Amsterdam talking about going to live sex shows and how she thought it was so beautiful watching people grew on stage and she really wanted to go to the place where the bananas were, you know, injected in certain points of the body. They're not injected. They're not. They're They're, put in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the pen. I'm Bradley trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called blinded by the item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this. A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mento olive injector from yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the reason why I guess I don't, I don't care 
for the statement is it's just embarrassingly bad. She just said it had been sensationalized, tried to justify what happened by blaming the employees unprofessional behavior. Now, two of these gals have been with her going all the way back to 2019. It's not like they're just like they'd been hired, you know, six months ago. And um, she said it's all, you know, unbelievable and outrageous and kind of like, you know, I can't help it if I have high demand. You know, I can't help it if people it was too much. I I counted to it. And as a as a professional um, in my mind, PR person, yep. and, and a, a statement should not be heavy on I, me, or mine. No. And Lizzo had 15 I's and six me's and my's in the whole thing. I, I, me, me, my, my. It's, so that's what makes it wow. a, a bad apology. And then after she posts the statement, then it comes out that her lawyer that she's hired is Marty Singer. Now, Marty Singer is who many people feel they go to when they need a bulldog yep. because they're guilty yep. in some way. He yep. was Bill Cosby's lawyer yep. for 20 years and finally left him in 2015, but he represented Bill Cosby um, when Janice Dickinson uh-huh. sued him, when some of the women from the Playboy Mansion uh-huh. sued him. Marty Singer is currently, he, he was Charlie Sheen's lawyer. He was Chris Brown's lawyer, Brett Ratner. He's representing Jonah Hill right now. He's, 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 it's like, oh no, how much of this is true that she's hired Marty Singer? And I don't want to, I just saw, saw nothing in that where no, Lizzo either just said, I'm going to write this from my heart. I don't think she wrote this, Lori. There's no way. I don't know what. Oh, I yeah. don't know. What. You, it could be right, but it's the both. sensationalized stories are coming from four employees who have pub- already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. This is that after- came. That came from somebody wordsmith right. that, but you can tell with part of this. I guess that for she me, did. is a woman of a woman, woman's woman that she claims to be, mm-hmm. and you know that I, I, I really, I hope this is false, but I don't believe it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was no. It doesn't matter if you're being sued by people who had this awful experience. People don't come forward and sue people. It's very difficult, especially um, someone of Lizzo's stature and financial deep pockets. Yeah. You do not, a disgruntled employee, you don't do this. You've got, you have to be visible. You have to go through, relive your own trauma to go out in the public and express this. No, you know, in their right mind, no one would take the case. Yeah, it, I mean, just, I do think I that like Lizzo, Lizzo thought her dancers were friends, and this is where this all yeah. goes out of whack for her. But this apology feels like it's I did what I did. I had my reasons. They were fired because they didn't fit in. I tried to rise above, but you guys are just too loud. Made it too loud. My passion is the only reason I need. See you later. And she didn't say anything about her dance manager. Nothing, and didn't tell us anything about the banana. What about all the banana story? <laughs> I just guess I would have expected something. It was a. It didn't. It's not an apology. No, it's it a wasn't. statement. Yeah. It was. It's yeah. a statement, and I think if there would have been an ounce of empathy or something, it would have helped. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have a trial. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see. Well, I doubt if it, this goes to trial. I really. Money do. will come out to play here. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Well, after they investigate, and I mean, there's already a lot of stuff that's already out there. I mean, her interview with the Amsterdam, talking about the banana bar, the dance captain proselytizing a couple days ago about God. Yeah. And that's one of the specific things. So we'll see. This is not the last we've heard from Rizzo, though, I hope. No, I hope. All right. Hey everybody, Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Anti-Aging Skincare Clinic, which used to be Carillon way back in the day before we worked with Crutchfield. We worked with Carillon Skincare Clinic affiliated. Now it's called Minneapolis Skincare Clinic affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And we needed to, I mean, after the loss of Dr. C, we needed to find someplace because we are passionate about yep. all the great things that can be done for your skin. Absolutely. You and were just in there. I and was. It was a deja vu. It was such a deja vu because we went there way long time ago and they're so great. Um, new patients get $50 off their first service of $100 or more. Tons of experience, but they have different products than we're used to as well. They do the skin pen there. They have, it's it's for, and microneedling. It can treat hyperpigmentation, fine line scars, sun damage, stretch marks. Right. Um, they also have some different types of lasers, some different types of peels, some really cool stuff. M- Minneapolis Skin. All right, gang, thanks for hanging out with us. I need to make a correction when we were talking about Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic that the website is mplsskin.com or you can go to mytalk1071 keyword anti-aging now we're going to switch gears and we are welcoming back lynn hightower to um the fold here and the, another edition of the Lori and julia my talk book club and lynn how are i was reading something about you <laughs> that um first of all welcome that you're a novelist and you're witty after two glasses of wine <laughs> Likes. You know, the honest truth is, I'm witty after one. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. And you like tame horses yeah. and small sports cars. So, anyway, nice to chat with you again. We talked to you last year, um, uh, your book, The um, Something Project. The Enlightenment. Yes, project. yes. So, welcome yes. back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. It was good to talk to you again. Yes. Okay, so um, your latest book is The Beautiful Risk. Can you give everybody the setup for your book? Yes. Um, so uh, my heroine, Junie Lagarde, is, uh, is a new widow, and her husband died in a mysterious plane crash on Mount Blanc, which is the most dangerous mountain in the world. And she gets a call from a police captain in France, Philippe Rivard, who tells her that they have drone footage of a man who is wearing her husband's coat, who seems to be trying to be dressed like her husband, but isn't. And he's holding a leash of her dog who disappeared in the crash. The dog was on the plane. He dragged her husband out of the plane, and then he disappeared in the mountain. I know. So, this, and he also, yeah, such yeah. a great way to start the story. It's like, what? Thank you. You know? And it, she's on a plane to France right away. Right, right away. And I mean, this this uh, story is, is, I don't know if it really, you know, struck me because, you know, when I read the book, my, my dad was, you know, dying of cancer. And so grief and death oh, yes. were very much, you know, on on my mind and and in a way i found reading the book 
I guess, oddly comforting. I'm so glad to hear you say that because um, one of the things that inspired me to write about grief was losing my own husband. And what I found when I was going through that was nobody tells you anything that is true about what it's like to grieve. And it really is a dark and magical journey. And there's a lot of comfort in knowing that you still have this strong connection with someone mm-hmm. and the love is still there and it, they're not, they're not really gone. And that, to me, that made all the difference in the world when I figured that out. Yeah. Oh. And, and you write, you know, you write grief is love and because grief is love, grief is forever. And I don't know if it's this yeah. very American thing where people very much want to give you comfort that, well, you know, you're going to get over this or they're in a, they, they, they're people in a, better in a better place and they say all these things. And, and I found that the people I really appreciated were people who shared a story about, you know, the person that you've lost or you're going to be, I mm-hmm. liked, I, I appreciated that because that keeps it, the person alive. So, you know, it, it does keep them alive and it acknowledges how cool they were and how they're really kind of still with you in memory and love and thought and in presence, in my opinion. And yeah. I, I honestly, I, I know people mean well, mm-hmm. but I honestly think that a lot of things that people tell you when you're grieving are really so that everybody around you will feel better and think you're okay when you're not. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do has nothing to do with making you feel better. And, and Junie it, is young, you yes, know, she really. Is. She's a, a young and she's is so in love, you know, with her husband. I really, yeah. I just, and then the setting taking place in, in France. I mean, do you have a connection to this town in France? And tell us the name again. Annecy. Okay, Annecy. Annecy. Um, my connection is that my husband was French. Okay. And this was his favorite part of France. He loved skiing. He loves cross-country skiing. He loves mountain biking. He loves mountains and lakes. Mm-hmm. And um, and I love Annecy so much. There's something magical about that town. I always feel this emotional connection when I'm there. I am very happy and very much at peace. I don't know what it is, but I do love it. It's so gorgeous. We were looking up pictures of it. I so want to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, Lynn. Oh, you should go. Yeah, it, go. it looks amazing. And you talk about Gestad and skiing, and this is a thriller too. It is, and it's very a, and much it's, a thriller. Absolutely, a thriller. And it's such yes. a twisted thriller in so many different ways. And and one of the things you talk about, do you you have a dog? You have small horses. I have. I have a hearing dog, a German Shepherd named Leah, because I have the exact same hearing loss that Junie does, mm-hmm. and I've been keeping it a big secret for years, and I finally thought, you know what, get over it, get it out there, come on out of the closet and tell the world all about what it's really like to have a hearing loss and how fabulous it is to have a German Shepherd to protect you and to let you know what's going on when you don't hear it. Wow. So it's called cookie bite hearing loss. It's cookie bite hearing loss because like someone took a bite out of a cookie because at the top of the range, I have the most acute hearing. Okay. Bird song wakes me up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Really? And at the, yes, really. And at the bottom of the range, also very acute hearing. I fall asleep to the sound of trains on the tracks 
from miles away. <laughs> I can hear it. But conversation um, is harder for me to hear. And for some reason, I don't hear things coming up behind me. And so I so much love that I've got Leah with me to nudge my leg and say, hey, pay attention. Or if she doesn't like what's coming up behind me, to turn around and give a sharp bark and say, back off. Right. Yeah, that, that is an interesting um, part of the story. Yes, and, it is. And that explains maybe the technical stuff you were doing when we were getting ready to talk to you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So one it of was, the- it was me routing you through um, my hearing aids through my phone. That's that's, that's amazing that you can do that. That's that's so cool because it's so great to be able to. Uh, you know, talk to you. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you, because part of the plot for this story is Junie is finding out, you know, what happened to her husband. Was the plane, was it sabotage? Is, you know, the climate change, the uh, Mm -hmm. eco-terrorism. What did you Mm -hmm. find out when you were doing that part of the research for... um, The Beautiful Risk. The Beautiful Risk. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Well, I I found out that so much, of uh, what is going on with big companies and the money set aside for climate uh, climate change. It's all about greenwashing, where they say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to lower our emissions by this date, and this is going to lower our emissions, and they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's business as usual. And not only are they polluting, but they, um, they're getting paid for it. Uh. And, uh, and I think the statistic is that 90% of emissions are caused by 10% of the population. And it would be so easy to shut those billionaires down. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I found the most interesting NGO, which was a clearly a spy NGO. And what they do through behind the scenes um, pressures, which I find intriguing, is they they hold companies and governments accountable for not meeting their their um, their goals, their promised goals in treaties or agreements, or they were given money to do X and they don't do it, and this little NGO will be getting in touch. I thought that was really cool. So I modeled my um, very ruthless Madame Renard and her organization yes. after one that exists. Oh, cool. And, and an NGO for people, because I just had to look it up, even though I read the book, mm-hmm. is a non-governmental oh, Non-governmental yeah. organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a non-profit. Think of it as a non-profit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Lynn. Because that was fascinating that was to me. me. And I thought, okay, yep, that makes sense. It's another, okay, we're going to say one thing tear- and do another yes. another thing. And all in the name of making money. More money, more money. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, we really liked your book. Yeah. And I'm sorry for your loss you. of your husband. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so this is kind of semi-autobiographical with with your thriller. Well, and you know, and, yeah, in the Smoky Mountain National Park, those fires that really happened in 2016. Oh, it did happen in 2016, and I live in Kentucky, and so I was very close. And and to be honest with you, I I met my husband in the Smoky Mountain National Park. He was there from France on a job. Oh my and, gosh. Um, and I have such happy memories, oh. you know, of meeting him there. And, um, and oh, it was terrible. I mean, the, the character in the book who's affected her whole family. And I read about this man whose entire family was 
trying to run away, and they were just engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is so crushed, and it just broke my heart. It did. And and what really upset me more than anything was, listen, I, I know there's a lot of red state, blue state stuff that goes on, but you know, it, it, we are, we, nobody knows what your politics really are. And, and when that happened, there were so many horrible comments in national yes. publications about how these people deserve to die. They brought it on themselves. Mm-hmm. And it just, that was just so crushing. And I thought, if that had happened to someone in my family, and I had read those comments, mm-hmm. I might become quite dangerous in the world. Yeah. Do you think, could that ever happen again, Lynn? Did, did the the... Because that was like really a, there was a fail to act on the part of officials. It, it, do do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel that that has been solved in? No, absolutely no, not. It hasn't. They, I don't see that they've got any warning system, and 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 the and um. But I don't know because they've rebuilt it. Dolly Parton brought lots of money to right. help rebuild. Um and. And I don't know, the people there are pretty smart, so maybe, I don't know for sure, but maybe they have up to their game. Right. I'm, I'm sure they've up to their game on letting people know that forest fires are just dangerous. Yeah, and, they are. And they are always going to be dangerous, no matter how much advanced yes. that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your book is, is just, it's so different, it's so clever. I mean, you're such a brilliant thank writer. You. And, and oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You really are, and it... I loved learning about the new places and about the eco-terror. I mean, it's just, you are great. And I, I liked learning the French word for vultures of grief. How do you say that? I, mm-hmm. I, can't, oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, Les vatours de duel? Yes, that's exactly okay. right. Okay. <laughs> and I, I have a French tutor I work with twice a week because I am in love with the language and I do, you know, want to spend a lot of time in Annecy and, um, and he gave me all the like the vulgar things I didn't know how. To yes, say. yeah. It, those are in French. I thought it was fun. Okay, so if somebody uh, goes Google Translate, yeah. you're going to get a really good laugh. Over I know. <laughs> uh, leave it to the French, right, to have a name for that. I know. They, I know. Have, they have a name for everything. <laughs> I know. You cannot, you know, it takes forever to cuss someone out in French because it's so intricate and nuanced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a whole paragraph. There you go. Well, we hope maybe someday we'll have one glass of wine with you. I would love to have a glass of wine with you. I would love to just, we'll just share the whole bottle. Let's just do it. And Kim from L.A. is just the best. Isn't she fabulous? Yeah. One of my favorite people in the whole world. I believe it. Okay, tell us the last great book you read. Well, research. It's called When the Body Says No by uh, Gabor Mate. And it's very brilliant about combining, um, you know, people divide us into mind, body, spirit, but really it is an interwoven tapestry. And people are very hungry for knowledge about this because every time I go out to eat and I take this book, the wait staff is at my table going, yeah, I need to ask you about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going to pick it up. We are out of time, unfortunately, Lynn. And we just thank you so much for your time and being on our show. The book is The Beautiful Risk. Lynn Hightower, we hope to talk to you soon for your next book. And good luck with this one, Lynn. All righty. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, We will be right back.
Hey everybody, Lori and Julia here for Learning RX. Well, we just had uh, an author on and a book on, and reading is the number one thing that um, Learning RX uh, gives that gift. That's the number one thing they help people with, with students. A lot of kids will have diagnosed, if they've got dyslexia or maybe there's ADHD, but what if it is just how they are processing reading and you need to figure out what that is and that starts with the assessment it's a cognitive skills assessment test that's nationally recognized and gives you answer like okay there's no memory here we need to start at the basic beginning with the reading program or whatever but they'll know after that you take the test absolutely you know? and then they just they have been a part of a huge study and people gain so much when they go through it you improve your iq of course your reading gains huge things your phonic coding gains um your your averages your spelling gains everything all right, hey, 651-641-1071 if you would like to be caller one and two and get the book that we just talked to Lynn about, A Beautiful Risk. It's a very different it's kind a, of a thriller. Um, it, co- it covers so much, kinda, yeah, but it's good. It's good. It was yeah. good. I really I couldn't put it. it down. I know. So Grant will get uh, will be doing that. I couldn't have been more delighted to see that uh, in this week's People magazine that Rick Springfield is featured and he opens up to people about his healthy lifestyle, his new album, and how he's gearing up for his I Want My 80s tour, which we got a peek of last week at the Mystic yes. Lake Rib Fest. Yes, we did. You left before he took off his shirt, but he you came... You sent me a picture. But he came out in a jacket and then a mesh shirt, and we could see, we could see. through it. And we were like, God, he looks... And the pants were tight and all the right places, and his hair was artfully dyed um, a dark, but with natural some, silver in it. You know, gray. he really looked good. His earring. I mean, so who he's in people during his live show. He makes a point of talking about depression when he introduces the song he wrote in 1988, World Start Turning. And we saw that, but he's getting ready to go out on this I Want My 80s tour. And I'm thinking it's multiple acts. Like we saw the I Want My 90s. Yes, 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 yes. I I absolutely love this. And he's probably the headliner. Oh, I'm I'm sure. But he works out every single day. Mm -hmm. And he's ripped, you guys. I mean, I... he. How old is he? He's 73, going to be 74. It looks so good on him. And he shared that. And I think his birthday might be around yours. Like the 24th or 25th. And... He was like, I'm a Virgo, and you know, he was kind of, he was very chatty. I found him to be quite charming. Well, let me tell you what he said about his working out. So we posted the photo of him uh, that people shared. Yes, he looks looks amazing, and he just said... um, He works out every day with a trainer. But he's a pescatarian. Do you know what that is? Somebody who eats fish. Yes. It's, It's a vegan who eats fish. You know, he what? said he's a vegan. He had to. No, add, he was. A he vegan. had to add fish back in because his friend thought and butter and avocado, and he wanted. He needed to get some good fat back in his body. Remember when Casey went sardine on us mm-hmm. and got a good old like fierce bunch of kidney stones? Yes, because he decided he would eat sardines every day. Yes, and it gives you kidney stones if you 
eat that many sardines, uh-huh. including the oil. I had to make him eat it outside. Casey does everything in excess. He heard all that on Bogan's podcast or something. Way long he? ago. And then Way, that's like when he quit. Ten years, quit eight listening years ago. to him after that. <laughs> because he got so mad. Bad advice. Because he got kidney stones. He had really bad. Yeah. So, but he's oh, so all in. He's all in. And, and Rick talks about like he just got a trainer and he just has to go all in on that because it also helps with his depression. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, I'm just a rocker. And, you know, he he likes songwriting is what I love to do. And I love playing in a band. And that was obvious that he loved playing oh, in a band. It His, looked, you know, and the beauty of that rib fest was we were so close to them. I mean, we were so close. Yeah. And so not a bad place was, to stand. There really wasn't. And the way he's so physical with his guitar movements and his arm yeah. going around and around like an old rock and roll guy. I he know. really... I love that he's having this wonderful tour and this. He's looking real good. It is. He's fun. Uh, yeah. I, and then I realized I didn't post anything on Facebook to share with our friends there. So I'll be doing a, bl- a slightly blurry shirtless Rick Springfield. But right now we'll take the seventh caller, Grant, 651-641-1071. You're yeah. going to the Jonas Brothers. Five albums, one night show. Special guest, Lawrence. Excel Energy Center, Sunday, November 19th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at the X. That's right. And, you know, the Eagles have their last concert, supposedly, on November 17th, Saturday night at the Excel. And then, you so know. So they're only here for one night? Or two, they might be here two yeah. nights, Friday two and nights, Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. But now the guy who owns the Sphere in Las Vegas is what a crying. Cool place. Do you think it is? Oh. I haven't been there yet. Okay, wait, wait the, a minute. What is he trying to do? He's trying to get the Eagles to do some dates in Vegas. That would be cool. For some kind of a residency that so that the end of the road doesn't have to be the end of the road at the Excel. Yeah, good point. Have you guys seen the sphere and like all the cool stuff they're doing with it? Like it's like a it's a ball. It's a sphere, but mm-hmm. they can put any image they want on it. So one day it looks like an eyeball. Is this where U2 is going to play? This is the yeah. U2. Yeah. They were the first ones to open yeah. it up. And it, it, it encompasses. So when you're inside, too, there's a screen inside. So this whole thing. You better get your seventh color. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. It's a $2.2 billion place and it's opening soon. But the guy who owns it is trying to get the Eagles to give some dates in Vegas, which would be amazing. Why? I, just because I love going to Vegas for a show that's like a well, when cool they were show. here just a couple years ago, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, they had the full orchestra. It was yeah. one of the coolest nights. It really was. Yeah. This will be good, and it's with your favorite Steely Dan. Yes, Steely Dan. <laughs> I can come late. I can go to the Grand Seven and linger. There you over go. Two oh, cocktails. so many people love them, though. I know, but I will be linger. I'd linger at a at a bar. You <laughs> linger. <laughs> All right. All right, Grant. Who won? Uh, I couldn't get their information because I have a live coming up, okay. so I have to hold that off, and we'll get their information when we come back oh, from the break. Good. Yes.